chapter 19 of the book of Exodus is uh, maybe the most important chapter in all of the Torah. It's a pretty remarkable moment. The children of Israel who were, just five minutes ago, were slaves in Egypt, are now standing at the foot of the mountain about to receive Torah, to receive revelation. Revelation is a big deal. Revelation is not a small matter, and it's a pretty important moment. And so the Torah has a lot of lead-up to that moment. Maybe the most important lead-up, though, is a story It's a remarkable story that each and every year, and I saw that my friend uh, and beloved teacher, Rabbi Zora Atkins, wrote about this today, and it was really very touching. Something that I've been speaking about for a couple of years, which is the shock that in the, the very portion in which Revelation takes place, and Revelation, again, is a big deal. Revelation is unique to the Jewish people, at least in the Jewish canon, right? Not being universal for the moment. In the Jewish canon... Maman Har Sinai, the revelation at Sinai, is a unique phenomenon that, like, only the Jews. It's a pretty big deal. And yet, each and every year, as we make our way to chapter 19, we have to pass through what chapter? Chapter 18. Amazing how that works, right? And chapter 18 is this crazy meeting between Jethro, otherwise known as Rahav Yeter. He has seven different names. He's the father-in-law of... Moses. In fact, the very portion in which Revelation happens at Sinai is not named Sinai, notwithstanding Jeff's and Shelley's son, beautiful Sinai, right? And names matter in the Torah, and so you would have thought that Sinai, or some other word, might have been the name of the Parsha, but no, it's named after a Midianite priest. So if you think about it for a moment, you realize that before there was revelation at Sinai, there was revelation between Moses and his father-in-law. Because not only do Moses and his father-in-law meet, but his father-in-law gives him a body of law. He says to him, Moses, you are exhausted. My son-in-law, you are exhausted. You are so tired, man. You are burnt out. So delegate, Moses. Too big a burden for you alone. Delegate. And what's remarkable, of course, is that this Torah of Jethro comes... It could have come after the Torah was given. It could have come in last week's Torah portion. And the rabbis, when they decided to divide the Torah portions... They say, oh, we'll stop right before chapter 18. I will read this as the preface to Sinai. So I'm going to be brief. I'm, I'm finishing in a minute here. I think what's remarkable about this moment in Torah is that the man who, who invited Moses into a relationship that would foster love with his daughter Tzipporah and then love with his two grandchildren that Moses became a father through this Torah, as it were, of the father in Jethro's case is received so lovingly by Moses. The remarkable teaching, of course, is there's Torah everywhere, right? Jews, non-Jews, 
Hindus, Bujus, Budus, and everybody's got a truth. And the Torah wouldn't want us to privilege only Torah at Sinai, so it prefaces Jethro. But there's also another piece here, which is the importance of leaders being able to hear as a prerequisite for their own leadership, for their own bona fides to receive revelation, how able is Moses to hear feedback and take it in? How coachable is the greatest prophet of all time? Because it's one thing for God to give you, Jack, to give you your marching orders, right? It's another thing when your father-in-law does it. Man. Ain't that the rub, right? I was getting onto the plane on the way back from Florida uh, yesterday morning, and there was a scene, as I was, you know, anybody here know how much Torah you can learn on the way to your seat? I mean, all of it, right? The whole Torah on one foot or on one aisle. It's all there, right? The whole Torah on one aisle. Because it's all there, right? Every, every single thing is there. And so I, I'm, I'm making my way down the aisle, and on my left, in, in, uh, you know, as I'm walking through in the, in the first couple of seats, there's a, a father and a son, and uh, he's wearing a yarmulke, and I look over, and they have an iPad, and they're learning Talmud together. And I'm like, wow, Sinai, Right? That's Sinai. It's like, ah. That's the kind of tour everybody wants. It's lights and it's, you know, it's the cities, right? You see miracles. You know, Sai Baba is taking ash out of his hand and he's giving it to you and poof, Shakti Pot and boom. Right? iPad, Gemara, it doesn't get better than that, right? That's like a straight on hit of Torah. It's not diluted, it's clear. But then, as I make my way to my seat, I'm sitting, <laughs> I'm sitting on the window seat, and, and I can't even tell you the characters that were sitting next to me. I mean, it was straight out of casting. I can't even tell you. I mean, my mind was reeling, thinking about how much Torah I was going to learn on that flight. You got to have Moshe is like getting himself ready to be at Sinai. Wow. They told me earlier on, this is what we all crossed the Red Sea. We sang a song. My sister Miriam broke out. There's a DVD, CD, MP3, MP4. There's a hundred million YouTube hits on this song. And now there's a war with Amalek. It's all good. We made it through. Now we're going to get to the mountain. It's going to be great. It's going to be light shows. But before we interrupt your mystical unity experience with a brief piece of advice from your father-in-law, and Moshe's remarkable moment is, of course, he hears it. He listens to it. He changes course. He personifies, and in that moment also proves his worth as the true leader. He could take a truth from anyone. He could listen deeply and absorb it and metabolize it and then make it into Torah. And our amazing rabbis forever enshrined Jethro's Torah as a prerequisite to receiving Torah. And in this they fulfill the adage of Pirkei Avot, Derech Eretz Kadmala Torah. Common sense 
and being able to learn from humans and to be in this horizontal relationship is a prerequisite for receiving whatever vertical dimension you imagine. So, what more could we ask from someone like Charlie, who stood at the door each and every week and in a strange tongue said, Shabbat Shalom to everyone who walked in. We were so busy trying to get to Sinai, but, but Charlie was, was right over there. And it just makes me wonder, tonight and tomorrow, how many Jethro's and Charlie will I pass on my way to Sinai? How many? How many moments of revelation are already here waiting for us to notice them? How many are being offered to us as gifts each and every moment? I'm on the phone this afternoon with a colleague from Bloomington, Illinois, who will be with me at the Song Leadership Boot Camp in St. Louis this coming Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And Rabbi Dubau is actually is deaf. And we were speaking together about how frequently when she walks into a synagogue and she's been a rabbi now for 25 years, people see only her deafness. And she's like, I have a lot to teach besides that. And so frequently, these teaching moments come our way and we're so busy looking for Sinai that Jethro's advice just goes... So I wonder tonight, all of us might take out tonight, how might it be for us to ask to have a pure spirit? What might it look like for us to stand vulnerable, naked, in need of direction and guidance, even if we know so much? And what Torah might you learn tonight? And from whom? That's my question for myself. Thank you for listening. Create in us a pure heart, great spirit. Create a true soul, which means a soul that says, yes, you are my teacher. Yes, you are my teacher. Please rise and find the words to this song on page five in the English. And take this as a prayer with you tonight.